I've got a colleague who used to have a sign on his cubicle that said, sarcasm is my spiritual gift. And I'm not <laughs> sure that's really a spiritual gift. I, I certainly am well trained in sarcasm, but I have moments in my marriage <laughs> where I wish I hadn't said it that way. Maybe you can relate. We're going to talk about that today. Sarcasm, yours, not mine. On the show, I'm John Fuller, joined by my focus colleagues, Aaron and Greg Smalley. And Greg, uh, never, ever, ever have you had a misunderstanding, I'm sure, with Aaron because of some sarcastic remark. There. Never, ever. Yeah. Okay. And that was sarcastic. So let's go ahead and listen now <laughs> to the clip. <laughs> you know, probably, Aaron Wright, wouldn't you say this, our, our biggest fight in the history of our 31 years of marriage happened because of my sarcasm. And we were... In China, we were adopting our youngest daughter, high stress. There was just some things going on to where Annie was rejecting Aaron in the beginning. So Aaron's just dealing with a lot of just what is happening, what's going on, why am I being rejected? And so we were planning on going to the zoo that day. Mm -hmm. And so something at breakfast happened and Aaron you know, just, I, I can't remember what you I said. I said, oh, I remember. <laughs> well, there's a I said, this is unscripted maybe, and this is precious. I said, maybe we shouldn't go to the zoo. It seems like everybody is really struggling today. Oh, yeah. And his sarcasm was, I don't think everyone is struggling. I think you're struggling. That was beautiful. <laughs> Which was might have been one. truth or partial there, truth. There, it, it felt like that was true. How I delivered it uh -huh. was very sarcastic, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, all no, my no, body no. language, tone, all oh, of it. Yeah. On an earlier episode, honoring. we talked about the moment where you've been the most angry you've ever been. Uh -huh. That was it. <laughs> wow. And I simply <laughs> stood up, pushed my chair in, and I walked out. And I was, it was, I was like three weeks into being completely. You were gone three weeks? No, 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 no. <laughs> this happened three weeks into our trip in oh, China. So you were so exhausted. I was exhausted. We, oh, Annie was yeah. struggling, of course. She's grieving, not accepting me because accepting me meant for rejecting her nanny who had been her mama for three years. And I literally, I stood up very calmly, pushed my chair in, and I walked out of that restaurant. I thought she was like going to head to the airport. I was. And so did the kids. And you were? Like, Seriously. Yeah. And I, as I was stomping out, I walked out very calmly in front of him. But yeah. then once I got outside, I'm like, Rrr, and I realized I didn't have my passport, so I couldn't leave. <laughs> so the kids were like, she's going to the airport. And I held up her passport, and I said, she won't get very far. Oh, so yes. I think she'll be back. I've yes. never heard she's this story. She's back, oh, and we did work it through. One. It took a long time to unpack that yeah. and deal with that, I'm sure. Yes. Well, the hilarious thing that night, we were like, okay, we got to figure this out. So we went for foot massages in China. And we went, and it hurt so bad that we cried, and we found ourselves crying and laughing and reconnecting, and we did end up talking about what happened, but it was a hilarious way to reconnect okay. through pain and suffering. Well, we're going to have a link to some foot masseuses, <laughs> and uh, so you can work through your sarcastic... It took a roller to your shin, and... Oh. I'm just tears are falling down my cheeks as I'm in so much pain. We could yeah. go down so many different roads yes. with this. I think we'll just pivot now to uh, sarcasm in the relationship. We've heard an, an outstanding example of what not to do and uh, some encouragement about how to recover. Let's hear from uh, Dr. Randy Schrader. Jim Daly and I spoke with Randy, and uh, he's a professional counselor. He is so good. He discussed why sarcasm isn't always best. Let's move in that direction, cover habits that we need to avoid. 
Uh, let's start with a hard one, which is sarcasm. I mean, it kind of goes to my, my personality. Guilty. Yeah, you too? <laughs> yes. Okay. So, okay, you got two clients here. <laughs> here we go. I like your sense of humor. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we, we all can be sarcastic. Uh, and yet, sadly, 90% of our sarcasm is usually negative. Uh, and so the Greek word for sarcasm is tearing of flesh. Can we, you give, give us an example in a counseling session that you remember where, let's work with husbands. I mean, the husbands seem to be very good at sarcasm. What did it sound like? Just so people catch it. Well, just you cook all the time. And he, she really doesn't cook all the time. So, so it's kind of hidden anger. I'm going to jab you. And then I'm saying, well, I'm just teasing. You know, right. I didn't really mean it. And that's what happens with sarcasm. It devalues the spouse. It puts them down. And then the other spouse will say, well, you just can't take a joke. You know, it kinda, it's, it's deflating to the other person, even it, if you it do is. it with humor. It is. And, yeah. and, and I, uh, I saw a couple had a son who had very low self-worth, lacked motivation, struggling in school, uh, struggling making friendships. And often when I, probably 100% of the time, when I counsel uh, children, I ask parents, are you sarcastic with your kids? And, uh, and almost uh, 100% of the time, they say yes. And I say, from this day forward, never, ever be sarcastic with your kids again and never be sarcastic with yourselves in your marriage. In fact, they were struggling in their marriage. They had a troubled relationship. I remember they saying, well, Dr. Schrader, we won't be sarcastic with our son since you asked for that. But that's the way we relate to each other. We kind of jab each other. And I said, well, will you please not do that? Well, they stopped their sarcasm with their son. And what happened? He became motivated, developed self-confidence, did better at school, and just turned it around. Just from There were other ideas as well that I gave them, parenting simple yet very effective habits. But they continued to do that in their marriage relationship. And did their marriage and relationship continue to struggle? Yes, it did. Interesting. They didn't so they give didn't up the sarcasm. No, they didn't yeah. apply it to themselves in their marriage. I think mm-hmm. Gene really helped me one time. This is long time, a long time ago in our marriage, but you know, I, I could throw the funny dig. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, I just remember her saying to me, you know, that really doesn't help me. And it, it stuck with mm-hmm. me, you know, like I thought it was funny. And I don't think, particularly for guys, I don't think a lot of guys know that it hurts. Yes, sir. I mean, it sounds bizarre that we wouldn't realize that, but we thought that was a 10 on the laugh meter, yeah. right? And we think that's the achievement. And then when your wife pulls you aside and says, please don't do that in public. Mm-hmm. It really demeans me. You go, yeah. what? I didn't mean I didn't mean to do that. Yeah, no, it, it can, it's an emotional slap, kind of an emotional whack to uh, a spouse. Now, can there be healthy sarcasm? Sure, 10% of the time. But most of the time, the three of us and everyone needs to just watch out with that sarcasm because it can really destroy a relationship. Or put it on yourself. It's always a good way to do it. Yeah. Point yeah. the sarcasm at your own actions. Exactly. Uh, the Bible discusses leaving and cleaving. Man, are we <clears throat> concentrating on that one nowadays? You know, Jesus never talked about, uh, you know, other forms of marriage. Oh, he said, you know, a man will leave his mother and father and cleave to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. You know, oftentimes uh, in-laws can play a role in the relationship. So what's the difference between a, you know, a healthy, close relationship that is normal and then that overly attached person to their parents and the husband or wife say, man, that's a little odd, that over-attachment? And, and that's, that's a great question. And uh, I always say uh, without a healthy leaving, emotionally and physically, a lot of... Adult children want to live within 
one minute of their parents. Uh, it's hard to have a healthy cleaving to one spouse. And, and so that leaving and cleaving is absolutely essential. And what I have found is that it's kind of a have to. If an adult child says, I have to talk to my mom today, I have to talk to my dad today. And it's not just once, it's three, four, five, six, seven, ten times a day. I mean, I've seen marriages with uh, individuals in their 50s, been married over 25 years, and they feel like they need to see their mom or their dad uh, every single day or talk to them. I remember I had a couple drove two hours to come see me for marriage counseling because they had heard how many couples I helped achieve a satisfying, successful marriage. And one of the things I noted is that she was overly attached to her mom. And I said, I think it's good you and your mom have a loving relationship. What would you think about maybe just uh, contacting your mom once in the morning, once in the afternoon? And and uh, versus what? Versus what was she about do? ten. Wow. And and, and I remember she, she said <laughs> she said Dr. Schrader. She said I don't think that's biblical. And she said I want to you know talk to my mom over and over and over throughout the day. In fact, every night after dinner, the first thing she did was contact her mom rather than sit down and talk to her husband. Uh, and of course, they never came back to see me because she thought I was full of baloney. And yet, that was what was hurting their marriage is because she was she didn't have a mom. She had a mommy. And I've had a lot, and so she needed to break that umbilical cord, that emotional umbilical cord, and cleave to her husband. Well, and then I mean, the cascading effect of something like that is the husband finds news, weather, and sports, and he just lives there, and she's on the phone, and and sadly, what I have also seen—not just news, weather, and sports—another person, yeah, has an affair with another woman, yeah, right. So that those are the the rail, and you know, not to say that 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 is the woman's fault that a man would act that way. We've yeah, always no, got to clarify that. Never make excuses that. for simple right. behavior. Yes. So sin I want to make sin. sure we say yeah. that. Well, I really appreciated what Randy had to share, and uh, Aaron leaving our family of origin well, and kind of doing that leaving and cleaving thing with our spouse. That's critical. Uh, how have you encouraged your daughters in this? Mm. It's important, and we teach this, that when you get married, it's taking, in some ways, a leave of absence from your family of origin so you can form this new connection, this new relationship, because this new relationship is the priority over anyone else in your life. And so it's saying goodbye to the single life, saying goodbye to the family of origin. Not that you're severing ties. There's still a relationship, but it looks different. And so with our daughter both of our daughters, it's going, okay, so this new thing you're in is important, and we want to honor that. We want to value that. It's not always cut and dry and easy, but it's looking at how do we support our kids in taking that step towards forming and norming this new relationship. Yeah, and we've been real even practical with them. We love in Deuteronomy in the Old Testament that it talks about taking a leave of absence, like the the young man who gets married isn't supposed to be sent off to war. He's supposed to stay home for a year. And it says to bring pleasure, to satisfaction to his wife. So we actually have those conversations with our adult kids as they're getting married and talk about for the first year, we're not going to invite you. Like if we're doing a, a fun trip or we get to go speak somewhere where we ordinarily may invite some of our kids to go along, we're not going to do that. Don't take that personally. Mm-hmm. This is your first year. You're, mm-hmm. You've got to figure out you and your identity and your 
you know, rituals and all, you figure you out. And so don't be hurt by that. But we're just being up front. And we said, we expect if, you know, if you guys want to be just the two of you for the first Christmas, I mean, that we, we would love to have you, but we get it. So we, I, I think it's a really between the, those kids, those adult kids getting married and the parents talk about what does a leave of absence really look like? Yeah. And so that no one personalizes that and and reads into that. Oh, you just don't love me anymore. No, this is a, this the priority is is you guys building this brand new marriage. Yeah, and and their spouse will appreciate that kind of approach. I know that'll be the case. Well, if what we've talked about today has been a struggle, then um, one starting point might be our counseling team. They are terrific. And uh, they can hear you out. They can kind of uh, plumb the depths of what you're going through in a phone call and then offer you some next steps toward finding healing and hope and maybe relief from sarcasm in your relationship. Um, Our number is 800, the letter A in the word family. These are caring Christian counselors. They won't judge you. They'll offer help. They're terrific. And uh, it's a free service that our donors make available to you. So call for that uh, one-time consultation. Our number again, 800-A-FAMILY, and we'll have details in the show notes. And if you can join the support team to make those counselors available, thank you. They're a great team. They take a couple of thousand calls a month, and your donations enable us to offer that service to pretty much everyone who calls. So make a donation today, if you can, of $30 or $50, and uh, we'll say thank you by sending a copy of Randy Schrader's book, Simple Habits for Marital Happiness. Dr. Julie Slattery joins us next time to address how to give your marital struggles to God. And for now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron and the entire team, thanks for listening. I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. Is your marriage holding on by a thread? For deep hurt, you need deep healing that only comes from the Lord. And you'll find it at a Focus on the Family Hope Restored Intensive in Michigan. Our licensed Christian counselors will help you and your spouse get to the root of your issues in just three to five days. And it works. 80% of the couples are still married two years after attending. Learn more at HopeRestored.com and talk with a trusted advisor. That's HopeRestored.com.